0: Marketing shows you the door. Business development helps you walk through it. And another way of thinking about this, though, is that business development is really the most important piece.
1: You're listening to Be That Lawyer, life-changing strategies and resources for growing a successful law practice. Each episode, your host, author, and lawyer coach, Steve Ritson, will take a deeper dive, helping you grow your law practice in less time with... Greater results. Now, here's your host, Steve Fretzen.
2: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Be That Lawyer. I am Steve Fretzen, as the announcer mentioned, and we are in for another wild ride today. We've got our Be That Lawyer Live Marketing Mavericks happening today. We've got a live audience with the ability to chat and tell us what they're thinking and ask questions and have some fun. Um, The way this is going to work is we are going to... uh, essentially just take all of the toughest questions that you guys are facing in in legal marketing, put them to our panel, see how they do. My guess is they're going to rock it because I have three of the top minds in the space in legal marketing. And uh, we're going to have some fun with them. And we're going to intro those panelists in just a moment. I want to welcome our live guests. I want to welcome you to the show. If if you're a first-time listener or be that lawyer, this show is all about helping you, that lawyer, to Grow your law practice, live the best life you can live, and essentially be that lawyer, someone who's confident, organized, and a skilled rainmaker. Uh, we would love to talk to our sponsors and hear a little bit about them. Uh, they are going to just say hello and tell us a little bit about what they do. Going to start off with my friend Steph at Money Penny. Hit us up, Steph.
3: Hi, everybody. I'm Steph Vaughan Jones from Money Penny. It's really nice to meet you all. Um, Money Penny are the phone answering and live chat experts supporting law firms like yours to ensure you're always maximizing your time effectively whilst delivering an exceptional and personalized service to your clients. It's really simple. You divert your inbound calls to us and your Moneypenny receptionist and their team will answer the calls as if they're based in your office and then transfer the call to your cell phone or your, uh, wherever you are, really, wherever it works for you. And we also have the option to transfer calls via platforms such as Microsoft Teams. We can answer your calls all the time or just when your in-house teams are busy. The choice is yours. Our managed web chat service works in a very similar way. So we can either answer all of your chats or the overflow. And live chat is an absolutely awesome way to capture and convert more leads via your website. And it's a really discreet way for your customers to be able to communicate with you in real time. We're a proud partner of Steve Frexen, which means you will have a free two-week trial of our services to explore the benefits firsthand. If you'd like to contact me, you can reach me on svj at moneypenny.com.
2: Thank you very much. Thank you, Steph. And I also have, if you go to fretson.com, you will get to meet the Money Penny team as they are ready to take your questions about fretson if you're interested in uh, chatting live with someone on my website, because I use them. Fantastic. Let's go to Libby. How are you doing, Libby? Libby with Practice Panther.
3: I'm doing great. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate it. So, um, Practice Panther is the all-in-one practice management solution trusted by tens of thousands of attorneys to really manage and automate their firm more efficiently. So our native feature set, packed with cutting-edge functionality, it includes important intake features like CRM to manage your contacts. We have drag-and-drop intake forms and reporting really to kind of better understand your firm's ROI regarding that marketing spend. So we have an exclusive discount with Steve and uh, you can also book some time with the practice management specialist. Just head over to practicepanther.com slash be that lawyer. We'd love to talk to you.
2: Fantastic. Thank you, Libby. And I'm also going to represent Legalese Marketing today. And just to share that when people want to get into a software, for example, like Lawmatics, or they want to automate some CRM, and they don't know how to automate it for them. They don't know how to necessarily get training on it. And so I did that. And so now all of my bills are paid, all of my uh, intake in, in, of, uh, of invoices and, and checks are now done through an automated system. My contracts, all of my meetings are now set up through Lawmatics. So they're all automated follow-throughs and everything. So I would re- highly recommend reaching out to LegalEase Marketing if you're interested in automating your softwares to make sure they work for you. So that is that. We're going to move on to our panel today. I'm going to just introduce them briefly. If you guys can just take 15 seconds before we jump in, that would be fantastic. We're going to start off with my friend, Ashley Robinson. She's the owner of Green Cardigan Marketing. Ashley, you want to say hi and just uh, tell us a little bit about yourself?
4: Yeah, thank you so much, Steve. Really excited to be here. Um, Like Steve said, on Green Cardigan Marketing, we help growing law firms attract more of the right clients and make more money. Uh, We do this through digital marketing services pretty standard, you know, digital marketing services, SEO, uh, websites. Um, and then we offer, you know, really kick-ass customer service to go along with it. So again, really happy to be here and um, answer some some interesting questions today.
2: Yeah, we've got some interesting ones for you, for sure. Let's go on to Conrad Sam, who's the president of Mockingbird Marketing. Hey, thanks for
1: everyone for having me. Um, just to get a good feel for who I am and how I think, I'm the owner of Zippy, the one and only chicken to be awarded a Lawyer of Distinction Top 10% Award. If uh, I'm not kidding. Uh, so if you get bored, you can Google Zippy the Chicken and you can hear about my games with Lawyers of Distinction. And, and I use this example because I think a lot of the stuff that agencies and people, other vendors kind of prey on the legal industry. But that is a real story. And that's kind of my orientation as well.
2: All right. Everyone's going to check out Zippy the Chicken. I love that. And uh, let's go to Roy Sexton, who's the president of the LMA and director of marketing at Clark Hill. How's it going, Roy?
0: Good. Uh, and for those who don't know that acronym, that's the Legal Marketing Association. We have about 4,000 members worldwide, and we are the authority on legal marketing as our tagline. And my mom used to call it Ellie Mae because she thought it was a character from the Beverly Hillbillies, I think. But Uh, No, I've been at Clark Hill about five years. I've been in the legal space since 2011. Prior to that, I was in marketing and planning roles in healthcare and a million years ago worked at Deloitte Consulting. So I've been around the block and uh, really grateful to be here.
2: Fantastic. Well, I'm so happy that all of you are with us and I want to just share with uh, everyone that's uh, attending today, uh, this is a message directly for you. This is a live interactive show. So we're going to base the show on the questions that you ask. I'm going to try to get to all of them. And of course, they have to be, you know, about legal marketing and legal growth. If they're about operations, you might have picked the wrong show, but, you know, maybe we could handle it. But mostly what we want to do is help you to become better marketers, better networkers, better, uh, you know, focus on growing your law practice. So what I'd like you to do is in the chat, I'd love for you guys to start asking questions. Just start thinking about like, what am I struggling with? What isn't working? What have I tried and, and just didn't take? but I'd love to get the uh, information from these these you know very strong thought leaders and figure that out. That being said, I did have the wherewithal to ask a few questions ahead of time just to make sure I was prepared. And we're going to start off with question number one, which is, what's the difference between marketing and business development? Because lawyers tend to use marketing for everything, but maybe they're the same, maybe they're different. Let's find out. Who'd like to start us out?
0: I, I can jump in just from the in-house perspective because we do Make a real point of this in our orientation when we're onboarding laterals and others. Uh, our team has bifurcated business development and marketing. Uh, Megan McKeon is my colleague, who is the director of business development here at Clark Hill. And she has used this mnemonic. You can debate it if you want, but marketing shows you the door, business development helps you walk through it. And another way of thinking about this, though, is that business development is really the most important piece. And I'm not trying to diminish what I do as a marketer, but business development really is figuring out. What market do you want to reach? How do you want to reach them? How do you want to position yourself and then figure out the tactics to do so? And that's when marketing gets on board. I think a lot of people jump right to the what they see as the fun stuff, the attention getting things. And unfortunately, they're going to be wasting their time and resources if they don't align it properly with who they're trying to reach. I've often joked, you know what, if I could get people to call my lawyers by walking up and down the street wearing a sandwich board, Fine. Do that. I mean, figure out where your market is consuming information, what information they want, and then decide if you want to do a podcast or you want to do thought leadership or you want to have events, because otherwise you get into the random acts of marketing that are not going to serve you well. So if you are blessed to have business development people, start with them. Figure out your strategy. Another friend of mine once said who is a business development person this is Susan Freeman. She said, you know, you marketing people, you make the lawyers happy. I have to tell them the truth. Kind of, <laughs> kind of irritated me, but she's not wrong. Yeah. Marketing is a sugar rush. That's yeah. Everyone wants to jump to that first, but stop, pause, put the time in to understand. Any other industry would do that. Nike doesn't just start marketing a shoe before it's fully developed. They figure out what the shoe is, what the market for it is, who wants it. And then they worry about
2: the great ad they're going to put around it. Yeah. Great stuff. Ashley?
4: Yeah, I would I would agree. You know, I, I like the idea that you're saying, Roy, of it's two very different things. They obviously both can and should be going on at the same time. Uh, we talk to our clients a lot about their client avatar. Who is that person? Let's put a name on them. You know, so ideally you have a, a piece of paper and we've drawn a line down the middle, right? A business development and then marketing. And we're not just randomly throwing spaghetti on the wall. We've identified through through business development those strategic partnerships, that's, that's when I think business development, I think strategic partnerships, right? I think, I think those folks who send me the right kind of client, because I don't want to waste my, if I'm a lawyer, let's not waste our intake team and our intake resources on the wrong client, right? So, so we help our clients identify who is that avatar? What do they look like? Is it, is it John? Let's put a name on them. What do they make? What do they drive? What do they do? Where do they spend their time? Um, we were talking to a client recently who's even broken it down to they drive, that was it was really a white Prius and, and they <laughs> live in this home. It, but it's very helpful, right? Yeah. It's helpful for us. It's helpful for the client. But you're really using both sides of the brain, if you will, for marketing and the business development. So draw a line down the center. And even if you're a small firm, you do not have to have someone full time doing both, but make the distinction And you know we're all small businesses, and we have people wearing multiple hats. But just make make sure that they're taking off the hat of business development, and they're putting on the hat of marketing, because they are two very different things.
2: Yeah, fantastic. Um, I would just add it. I I wrote an article on this um a number of months ago in the Chicago Daily Law Bulletin about you know every lawyer is trying to get to the peak of the mountain, and in order to do that, you sort of have to climb both sides. So like the business development side of relationships and meeting people and building your brand through relationships and people. But at the same time, you can't ignore the social media posting, the blogging, the thought leadership, and all the stuff that goes along. And when you can do both you know, fairly well or get assistance to do both fairly well, I think that's when a lot of the lawyers seem to get the most business in the door and, and kind of have the most uh, opportunities. May, yes. may I add something on that? Please, Roy.
0: Yes, and. But you don't learn to play jazz until you learn to play the scales on the piano. And I think no slight... To you, my lawyer friend and lawyers out there, you're so worried about what everybody else is doing and I want to be, I want to be like everybody else, but I want to stand out. We'll decide what you mean by that. We always joke about lawyers like to be first to be second. So there is this tendency. I had a lawyer go, we should be on TikTok. Why? I'm not saying you shouldn't be on TikTok, but are you ready for the demand that will, that require and the content creation, or let's pause and think about what you really want to do. And, and Ashley's exactly right. I was that solo marketer in a couple of firms. So you, that person has to wear both hats and say, before we start doing stuff, why and what are we trying to accomplish? And I think that makes sense. Yeah. And, I, and I, the other thing I would say, and this is my soapbox as an LMA president. Lawyers, when you're hiring somebody who has experience as a business development or marketing professional, listen to them. You're not hiring a groundskeeper. You're not managing a summer associate. Please don't give us your tick list now that you're, now that you're here, order these golf balls and plan this party for me. I know what my clients want. Do you? Have you paused to listen to them? Or are you doing something that gratifies yourself because you want to do it and you're using the excuse that your clients are going to like it? Because I hear from clients, I don't want to go to a football game. Come visit my office and see what I do. I don't want, don't care about your box seats. I don't care how pretty your office is. I don't care what golf clubs you bought. Good for you. What I care about is, do you know me and understand the work I do? So the next time you're going to plan that big basketball outing, decide, is that what your clients want? Ask them. They might like musical theater, or they might say, could you engage with me during office hours? I want to spend time with my family. Come visit me where I work and learn what I do. So yes, I agree on the podcast and the social media and everything, but I think we get breathless about that. We get breathless about AI, which I feel sometimes is this year's what was the what was the social media thing that was going to be so disruptive? Clubhouse, you know? Before we get breathless about
2: all that, find out what people want from you and then decide. I almost, for, I almost forgot it? about Clubhouse. Like who's talked like, about yeah. Clubhouse in in yeah, six and months I or some year. of the
0: some of the people pontificate about AI. I bet if we looked at their social media feed from three years ago, they were going, Clubhouse is going to kill Facebook. It's the best
2: thing. Yeah, yeah. Wow, crazy. Conrad?
1: Yeah, I mean, Clubhouse is a great example, right? It's just the constant, like, new, shiny new thing. And I do think lawyers... You know, TikTok is actually a great example of that. That came up earlier. TikTok's great. If your audience is there, and if that... Works for you, for you. Like if that thematically worked for you, that's great. And that the Venn diagram of your audience is there and that works for lawyers is like less than one percent of you, right? Which is fine. It doesn't mean you I think there's this this misperception that you have to be everywhere on social. you have to be playing all of the games, and you listen to people like me, talk about how amazing we are on LinkedIn and TikTok and Facebook and Twitter, and you should be in all these places. It's just a misnomer it doesn't work. All of the platforms are not for all of the people. And I do think you need to understand A, where your people are and B, like what thematically works for you. TikTok, I'm 48 years old. TikTok does not work for me. I've, I've played with it. I've walked away from it deliberately because it thematically doesn't work for me. LinkedIn, all day, right? I'm a yeah. nerdy MBA dude, right? And so, and, and my clients are there. So understand where your people are, understand what, and it's a feel. A lot of this social media stuff is a feel yeah. Um, what works for you? What like like what I'm I'm not going to grab my phone and walk around or take pictures of myself in the car or like walking through my garden, like the TikTok style doesn't fly for me. I sit here in front of my little microphone with my logo in the background and that's a LinkedIn feel. So you have to get the feel right. Otherwise it becomes across as, as it's either inauthentic or it's a huge belly flop. And and a bit of guidance we give our attorneys is
0: before you jump in social media, get a piece of paper out, look at the firm's values. Look at your values, what organizations do with which do you affiliate yourself, And then think about what your brand is within that. And for some people, for me, posting a picture of my dog on LinkedIn gets me all kinds of traction that then allows people to read maybe some of the drier stuff I'm posting. But Conrad's, it's like fashion. You figure out what works for you and your body and how you want to express yourself. So again, yeah, look at what other people are doing. Assess that. But you're gonna have to customize it to yourself with the guidance of people like us to help you see what's working and what's not working and then measure that. What it what is what are people responding to? So not everything you try on social media is gonna land the first time, but keep keep at it. You're gonna land on the proper recipe that works for you. And there's no book that's gonna tell you that. There's no Gantt chart. You're gonna have to work with professionals who can say, I like what you're doing there, more of that, less of this, and and see what you're What your market wants from you
2: yeah okay let's take a quick break to talk about how money penny is changing the game for lawyers who are losing business every day and may not even realize it it's impossible to provide amazing client service when you have phone trees voicemail jail or untrained staff handling your phones every inbound call could be a new client to intake properly or an opportunity lost With Moneypenny, it's all but insured, the call will be handled exactly the way you want it every time. To take immediate action on this, write down this email and start your free trial. It's svj at moneypenny.com and just mention my name in the subject line.
1: Lawyers, there's an easy way to boost your law practice. Partner with Get Visible, the digital marketing agency that makes you stand out. Meet Sarah, an awesome lawyer but a terrible marketer. Get Visible helped her build a powerful website and boost her online visibility. Now she ranks high on Google, gains clients through ads and
3: engaging content. Tired of feeling insignificant? Make it rain.
2: Visit getvisible.com and stand out. Ashley?
4: Yeah, I mean, to, to maybe tie back into our original question, right, of the difference between the two the business development, like Roy was saying, I think it's the business development is the anchor and it's holding us into what is our avatar? So for me, my avatar is a law firm grossing 750 to a million or more, right? With the medium, smaller size law firm. Anything outside of that, I have to rein myself back in because that is where we kick ass. That's where we're best. If that's not for me, if you're not in that ideal avatar for me, I'm not doing you justice. Same with our law firm, right? And you know who, and you know, we're telling our clients, you know who your avatar is. You know who that ideal person is. So that business development is going to continue to go back to that. Who is our client? Are you on so- social media because it is self-serving to you? There are two videos this morning that I sent to my social media coordinator. And it's, it was kind of a LOL. Look at this. Because it was absolutely, it is self-serving for them. Their videos make no sense. They're not talking to their client. Quit convincing folks that you're a lawyer. We get it. Your lawyer, convince your clients of why they should hire you. They are going through the most difficult time in their life. They are divorcing their partner of 15 years. They are adopting a child. They are a same sex couple who have finally been able to adopt a child and it is stressful and it is killing them financially. Or they are a small business owner and they're trying to, whatever it is, convince them why they should hire you. Stop trying to convince them that you are a lawyer. So, as Roy was saying, And I'm glad he said it. Listen to us, right? Like we do this every day. If you're in, we have those clients who are just self-serving and they don't, they're not listening to what we're saying. We're trying to help you. There's enough lawyers in the world. You don't have to just proclaim that you're a lawyer. Let's focus in on who is that very specific. You're a law firm going after what? Divorce? Are, Are you just general family? That's even a little too broad, right? Let's get so specific at who is that person we're trying to target. And if it, if it doesn't hit that person, let's not do it. Let's
2: not waste our time. Let's
4: not waste our energy.
2: Well, as a natural, but hold on in the natural, I'm sorry, Ashley or Roy, but the, the natural pushback from a lawyer is going to be, but then I'm, I'm, I'm going to be missing out on and you fill in the blank after that, right? Which we know that, you know, the niches are in the riches and all of that kind of stuff, but that's still something a lawyer is going to say like, hey, I can go super granular and then what am I missing out on?
0: Right. But that that that's such a yes. That is a common mindset. But that's up to us to help them see differently. I mean, that's the same kind of personality trait that when you're talking to someone at a cocktail party and you're talking to them and they're looking to see who else is walking through the door, I don't want to talk to that person again. You know, know who you are and know what you're pursuing and do that well and you will be amazed what's around the corner. I was talking to a friend of mine about this LMA presidency and I'm at the six month mark and we had a big conference and I felt really good about it. And I said, what should I do next? I don't want to miss out on something. And she said, why don't you just be in the moment <laughs> for six Take months? it easy there. See what will come to you. Yeah, And that's not easy for attorneys to hear, but quite frankly, if you want a party planner or an interior designer, hire them. But if you want a marketer, Who's going to challenge you to think differently and to focus on where you have energy? Because those same people that say they're going to miss out on something, they overcommit and they they miss the media call. They don't do the social media. They don't follow up. And so you're not going to achieve anything by thinking you're going to boil the ocean. You're not going to do that. So focus on what you do well and do that well and then build on that and build on that. We know that from dieting, exercise, life, you. You know, I'm not gonna look like Arnold Schwarzenegger just by saying I want that. I have to do the work slowly, surely, steadily. And marketing is exactly that, and business development is exactly yeah. that. So get out of the mindset that you're gonna be missing out. Cause I've worked for those firms and they want to put everything on the website. My firm that shall remain unnamed before this one. I managing partner would I, he liked to use the PA. It was that kind of firm. There were like 50 of us. He could <laughs> call me, he could text me, and I'd hear Roy Sexton, please come down to XYZ's office. Yeah. Okay. And I go down there and he goes, We're about to pitch some business. I need you to put a page on the website that makes it look like we know how to do this.
2: Right. Why are you pitching so, for that business? <laughs> Conrad? You know?
1: the, um, those of you who are sitting there thinking about to, to answer Steve's question, like I'm going to be missing out, I would strongly recommend. I just want to try to find this book. I've had this for so long. This is called Selling the Invisible by Harry Beckwith.
2: Yeah. Um, that's a it great It talks one.
1: about positioning a service firm. And I was looking for the quote in here. Um, I can't find it, but it's it's one of the, the greatest quotes out of this book is um when you when you narrow your focus, you broaden your appeal. People like think like people who stand for something. And most of you are trying to narrow your focus into I have a I have a law degree, right? Which which does nothing to distinguish who you are. Um and the reality is you will build a bigger following by being narrowly focused on 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 and not and I don't mean necessarily narrowly focused on, on a practice area or a specific deliverable. I mean who you are, right? Um, I'm I'm working with a firm in Wisconsin or talking with a firm in Wisconsin right now. They're big on doing first responder work, right? Like they're into first responders. They've been first responder. Like and you know what? Lots of people like first responders. Right, so it, it ups the appeal for people who aren't even first responders. But you're like, oh, these are these are people who support the people who come to me when I'm I'm having an emergency. I want to work with these th- this firm, right? And so you broaden your appeal by narrowing your focus. And I think um, Selling the Invisible is just a great, easy read that will just bang you over the head with that concept.
2: Cal- Cal- can you real real quick, Cal- Ray, can you give the name of that book again?
1: It's Selling the, to the to go Invisible go. by Harry Beckwith. It's an old book. I want to say this is like 1984 or something. Yeah. 97. All right, so it's not that old. Well, nah.
2: well that might be another version. Yeah, I, I think relever. it's older than that.
1: Yeah. I, I think yeah. it is. This is a really, really good read. And it's a it's a two-hour read at the beach kind of thing. It's not cerebral. It's just great, full of great examples. Don't and don't read his other books because they're all just copies of his ironically <laughs> well, And he found his niche. Uh, I I wanna unpack
0: Conrad's first responder example because what's so beautiful about that is some of those attorneys might have come to you, Conrad, and said, Gosh, if we only market to first responders, if someone's not a first responder, they won't want to call us. 100%. No, you, you nailed it where you said you've figured out a niche that is going to appeal to a broader group of people while appealing to that individual group of people. 100%. You know, it, that's brilliant. And so you are, to your point, Steve, you actually aren't missing out on something because you don't know, you can't know what you're missing out on because you can't know everything. But if you focus on that one thing, you are going to attract a whole much a much broader audience. And then you can say, "Oh gosh, we need to develop a new practice. We're getting calls from this group of people because they're responding to no pun intended to this other piece we're doing. so i that's that's and, such a great example and
2: and there's nothing that says you have to, you know, hey, i want i I, I have experience with with first responders. I'm going to change my whole world around that day one, right? I mean, there's a no. there's a time frame to. Test. There's a time frame to work in that space and you know, generate buzz, generate momentum before you pull a trigger, like changing your website or changing your logo or anything like that. You want to be authentic
0: with it because they're yeah. gonna, they're going to smell it out right away. If you're just suddenly overnight, you're doing first responder work, and they're like, "Well, do you even know who we are?"
2: <laughs> right?
0: No, but it seemed like a good idea. To my point about the managing partner that wanted to throw a page on the website overnight to say we suddenly did something that I'm like, do we do this?
2: Yeah. Now, I don't don't know if this is a lead in or not. I'm going back to when we talked, we were goofing on Clubhouse. Um, AI is obviously happening. It's happening at a rapid speed. There are uh, a lot of people talking about how to use it for marketing. And there's obviously pros and cons in doing that. And so I'd love for you guys to just sort of unpack is we, I don't think it's going to be another clubhouse, right? AI is, you know, no, you know no, not going no. away. Yeah. So, but that being said, you know, something like chat GBT, where we think it's the greatest thing since sliced bread, you know, again, there might be some level of, of where's that headed, but what, I just love to hear your, your thoughts, Ashley, on yeah AI right now, as it sits and how it, if at all, it should be used and could be used for legal marketers.
4: Yeah. It's, I do believe it's here to stay. Um, I am a redneck from Alabama who enjoys this world, so don't quote me on that, but I would imagine it's here to stay. Google's backed it pretty, pretty heavily, right? Um, should we be using it? Yeah, let's use it. We're using it for our, our clients. Um, it, it does help you produce more. Let's just talk basic, what it can do, the most basic form. It can help you produce a mass amount of content. We know producing more content is good. Can it help me generate more ideas? Absolutely. So why not use it? We should be using it. So let's use it to help generate LinkedIn posts. Let's help it. um, If anything, again, it's just going to give us ideas for those captions. We use it in our social media team to help us give ideas for the caption. Our content team is using it. It is still requiring a human being to help mold it, navigate it, prompt to give the right kind of question to help produce the right type of result, we still need to fact check. We still have to add in backlinks. It's doing a large part of the work. It's not doing all of the work by any stretch of the imagination. So should you be using it? Yes. Should your marketing team be using it? Absolutely. It's just going to save you time, but also you as an individual, you can absolutely use it. Again, I think the most simplistic answer I can give it is, hey, lawyer, use it to generate LinkedIn posts, especially if you're in that type of law. If you're a personal injury lawyer, I'm not sure what, you know, what it could help you do on your personal LinkedIn page. But if, if, if you're a lawyer who's trying to reach me, a small business owner, use it um, and then have your marketing team use it as well. So simple answer would be yes and yes. Yes and yes. Conrad.
1: Yeah. So my take is twofold on AI and marketing. Number one, from a peer SEO perspective, um, Ashley's completely correct. We're generating more content. I think the misperception and the danger in assuming that more content is going to be the answer to your SEO problems is content is not the answer to your SEO problems. There's not a paucity of legal content out there on the web. Um, I was just running first responder lawyer right through this just uh, as as a, as a query. There's there's directories of first responder lawyers. There's not so the question becomes with Google, it's SEO is a three-legged stool: technology, content, and authority. Most of you, by at this point in time have a well-coded website. You've solved the technology problem. You've gotten off the proprietary platforms. You're on WordPress and you have a well-coded site. You solve that problem. ChatGPT comes along and I can run content through ChatGPT. I can put some human eyes on it. I can run it through a Quillbot. I can generate content that is indistinguishable from AI. and, And it can be accurate if I put human eyes on it. So the opportunity for small firms, if you're a small firm here, you can now catch up with the page count right, that a large firm has. What's missing for most of you, the thing that is going to make the difference is the links, right? And so, this is going to become increasingly a game of links because all the other things have been smoothed out. Point number one. Point number two that I am surprised I we have not heard about more in the digital marketing world is Google's announcement at um, Google I/O on the tenth of this month, which was SGE, which is a search generative experience. I will throw. I'm going to grab the YouTube video on this. If you are unfamiliar with SGE and what's coming out and the changes that are coming to uh, the SERP results page, you need to get ahead of that because search is fundamentally shifting or to an AI-generated answer. And it's a back-and-forth answer with, with a deliberate approach to digging in deeper. This is a completely different algorithm. It is new. It is a fifth, now a fifth channel on the SERP pages that we need to learn about. And no one knows anything about it right now because no one's got their hands on it yet. So it is fascinating. It is very different. It's
2: going to completely change SEO, and I will. I'm going to grab this. Um, watch. But in this. Con- in Conrad, is Con- it, yeah. Go ahead. Is that is that different than Bing? Because I know that was the whole thing with with Bing when that came out. That they were talking about the idea that there's going to be pages and pages of search results. That's going away. It's going to be you have a good question. Here's a good answer. We don't need to have twenty, thirty different search results anymore. Which is going to mess up a lot of the lawyers doing pay per click and SEO.
1: So let me give a quick, very quick because we could go on this for an hour. I did a free, for an hour and a half on this the other day. Um, SGE looks like this. You ask a, so imagine we all know about the long tail. You ask a specific question. I'm going to France. I'll give you a real example. I'm, I need to get my mom home from Europe right now because she has COVID and I need to get tickets out. Right. Um, that is a very, very, very long tail query. And Google is going to give me back some answer to that. The first answer that they generate is not content that pre-exists on the web elsewhere. It's not, they're not pulling Wikipedia content and showing me stuff. They are trying to answer that con- that answer with AI. They're also showcasing the sources from which they drew that AI, AI answer. So the question becomes, can you become one of those sources? Don't know, how are they choosing those sources? Also don't know, this is all super, super new. And then you're like, oh, well, she can't travel yet. She needs to be able to travel in two weeks or something like that, right? So now I can have a conversation with with search and the my follow up questions, the feedback, the AI answers to my follow up questions are based on the previous question, so it is one hundred percent customized to the individual user. One last point on this: it is very possible. Google has announced they're not going to um, launch this in YMYL categories, which is your money, your life, which is typically legal. So it's very possible this doesn't hit legal. I don't think that. I think that is going to happen anyway. Right, so I, I can't imagine they're not going to bring this in, but I again, this is like literally three weeks old, and no one's got their hands on it yet. So yeah. I'm just giving you conjecture, but that is the big change that AI is going to bring to marketing because it's fundamentally going to shift the experience with search. Yeah. And to me, that's a more interesting
0: conversation about AI, and I you know I I offer the provocation comparing it to Clubhouse, and I think people do mistake that I'm saying it's obsolete or it's not going to be relevant. I mean, I don't know, the clubhouse won't be relevant one day, but not relevant in the way we thought it would be. And that's where I feel like we're missing the point on the AI conversation. I, If anything, I feel like this is a way to sift through the mountains of stuff that already exists to get people and to have further control over what people consume and what answers they get for solutions. And to me... Whatever you do with AI, don't let the managing partner just come down the hall and say, "We need AI." What are we? Let's trying have five to of them, please. <laughs> it's 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 like TikTok all over again. It might work for you, it might not. What kind of practice of law are you in? What are you trying to achieve? We also have to worry about the ethical guidelines and around what is crafted with a byline of an attorney. It might not be legal advice, but it's still under their name. And if it's not authored by them. And the interesting thing in all of this to me, and the conundrum I've felt in legal for 12 years, lawyers always say, this is a relationship business. That's why I need to take people for breakfast. Why I need to golf. Why I need to be a member of the club. It's a relationship business. And then same person will say, I need AI because it's going to fix everything and make everybody love me and reach everybody all at once. Pick a lane because you're never going to get out of that. You said it, Ashley, whatever it is, if you're getting a divorce or it's a merger and acquisition or a restructuring or whatever, you need lawyers because you got some anxiety about something. Somebody came at you or you're worried about working on your business and you brought in a lawyer to advise you. Maybe AI will help the human condition of anxiety. I think that would be lovely. But we're never going to get out of, I want to work with a person who is smart, at least not in my lifetime, I don't think who can help me with my anxiety because it's much a psychology as psychology is as technique here. I like working with this lawyer because they can speak my language. They understand my problems. Finding that lawyer and getting to that, we're going to have to figure out how to map these new pathways just as we had to learn social media 10 years ago and whatever it was, postcards 20 years ago. But don't get so enamored of the new technique that you're missing the point of human connection which is what's going to drive the purchasing decision of someone to say, I want to work with that attorney because that attorney gets me.
2: Yeah. Hey, everybody, just based on time, we're going to have to stop there. That's the end of uh, of Be That Lawyer Live Marketing Mavericks Part 1. Hopefully you enjoyed it. There's going to be much more to come in Part 2, so don't be a stranger. Come back to us in a few days. You're going to get some more great content. Finish off where we started, helping you to be that lawyer someone who's confident, organized, and a skilled rainmaker. Thanks, everybody. Take care. Be well. Be safe. We'll talk soon.
1: Thanks for listening to Be That Lawyer: life-changing strategies and resources for growing a successful law practice. Visit Steve's website, fretson.com, for additional information and to stay up to date on the latest legal business development and marketing trends. For more information and important links about today's episode, check out today's show notes.